Alright, this is Dr. Bob and Clutch. Um, I'm Clutch. I'm Dr. Bob. We're here with the second episode of the podcast. Um, Alright, we're going to give you all a quick rundown of the episode. Um, Alright, we're going to hit NBA Finals first again, just like last week. Just watched Game 4. So we're going to give a little little rundown of what happened and uh, talk about some thoughts from the Finals. After that, we're going to roll on to some uh, conference realignment stuff in college football. It's a big topic right now. Um, following that, we're going to have a little our running bet that we told you all about last week. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and before that, we're going to hit the contest for Seth this week. Yeah. Because uh, put that in the little podcast, see how that works out. Got a good one for him. We'll see if he can. I, I hope so. We'll see if he can win like I did last week. Yeah, I was, I was gutted when he won last week. Um after that, we're going to hit some World Cup stuff. Uh, World Cup's less than 24 hours away. It is. It's actually less than 12 hours away. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're just going to round it out with some random spotlights and some just, you know, men's issues. Yeah, cause, because we're men. Because we're men. So, All right, well, let's get into it. Clutch. All okay, right. All right, before we start... Um, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Clutch a shout today. Um... Neither of us was working today, uh, so I got that haircut, and um, I was headed to the library to take some books that were late back, um, visit your local public library. Yeah. Okay, so uh gave Clutch a shout. We both enjoy hitting the library, um, so he says, yeah, run run by, pick me up, we'll head down there. So I get here, he's on the phone um, when he gets in my truck, and I don't know what's going on, it seems pretty serious. He he locked his keys in, in his apartment. In my apartment. I've never done that before. I've been living at this apartment since uh, about mid-January. So, I mean, it was bound to happen eventually. But I really didn't want it to happen. Because it's not something I do. I don't regularly do stuff like because, this. Because you're clutch. Exactly. But but for today, we're going to call you Seth. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm not really going to do that. But maybe I should. Yeah, I messed, I messed that one up. Okay, NBA Finals. NBA Finals. All right, so we just got through watching Game 4. Uh, first thoughts? Um, the Celtics did what they had to do. They did. If they did not win tonight, then uh, the series is over, Yep. in my opinion. Maybe they might could win Game 6 in L.A. And I mean, they could win Game 7. The, the problem is beating L.A. twice at home it would be very difficult, especially with Kobe on that team. Not only that, but Boston. Now the playoffs are a different beast altogether. But Boston's n- Boston is a good road team, but I don't know if they're a good enough road team to win two straight. You know, I I don't think they're a better road team than the Lakers are a home team. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I think I think these finals have been weird. I think we've seen a lot of things that I didn't expect to see. I don't I don't really think anybody did. Um. Uh, Paul Pierce not being there in game two. KG not showing up in the first first two games. Um, Ray Allen going 0 for 13 yeah, in I mean, game three. After he had that performance in game two. Yep. I mean, it's, just a, it's been a weird series, but ultimately what's happened is the Lakers win and the Celtics win and the Lakers win and the Celtics win. And that might be what we see until it's over. I, mean, I very well can see it going that way. They make adjustments, they come back, they win, whichever team, and 
I think the Lakers are the better team. Agreed. I think the Lakers play, they play at their best and they're better than the Celtics. The problem is, just like the Celtics, the Lakers have some question marks. Um, but they were playing inconsistent tonight. They didn't play very well at all. And I think the difference in the game tonight was Andrew Bynum wasn't there in the second half. He got hurt, and I think that's something we need to watch out for for the rest of the series. If he's seriously hurt, then the main advantage that the Lakers have is their length up front. And if he's not there, then that length is is not really there either. Yeah. I mean, they have Odom. Odom's a big body, but he's not in that interior post presence that yeah. Bynum is. I, uh, I definitely think it will be a factor in the remaining portion of the series. Solely because coming out at halftime, he did not start the game. He ended up coming back in, playing for a little while, but he did not finish the game. No, and he looked bad yeah. when he played. I mean, he was obviously hurt. Yeah, uh, I think I think that when he's not at, when he's not in there, you've got Lamar Odom out there. Um, KG can take Odom, and um, he's just not there around the rim all the time like yeah. Bottom is. And if the Celtics are going to keep pushing the ball up the court. And um, keep getting those easy baskets, and then when they settle into their half court offense, they they can they can take it in there without having to worry about bottom. Then that helps them out a lot. I like Pierce tonight, at least early in the game, taking it to the hoop. I think that's what they've got to do. Get into those Laker big men. The Laker big men haven't been in trouble. The refs have been a serious serious question mark. Yeah. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't even know what they're doing out there. But the Lakers big men have not been in foul trouble. And that's been that's been significant in the first three games. You know, without Bonham out there tonight, it's a little bit different. Well, and not only that, but the late given the way the Celtics played in the first three quarters of the game, the Lakers should have had that game put away. Yeah, the Celtics did not play well in the first three quarters of the game. Yeah, and like talking about unusual things, they left four four bench players out there with Ray Allen into the three minute mark. Yeah. Of the fourth quarter? Yeah. And I mean... Yeah, the, that's definitely a point that needs to be made, is the Celtics bench came up big tonight. Yeah. If you check out the blog, shameless plug, uh, Dr. Bob and Clutch at blogspot.com. Dot blogspot.com. Um, I've been hating on big baby Glenn Davis yeah. pretty bad. And, uh, he had a, had a good game tonight. Yeah. So. His best game in the series. My apologies, baby. Don't cry. Yeah, please. Don't spit like you were doing. <laughs> God, he was drooling like, <laughs> like, like a dog. I don't know what was going on right there. Um, All right, the refs. Yeah, the refs. What do you have to say about them? Well, here's the thing. I, honestly, this could anger some viewers. I don't know. I don't watch that much NBA. Listeners, not viewers. Okay. Either way. Okay. <clears throat> I don't watch that much NBA. I will watch the playoffs. I've never been impressed with NBA refereeing. It's a hard game to referee. But the inconsistency with calls drives me nuts. It's it's a difficult game to call, basketball in general. But what you can do is you can be consistent game to game. And you can be consistent regular season to playoffs. And I think one thing that hurts is they have different crews for every game. Mm-hmm. I think if they had the same crew every game, it wouldn't be good in terms of tempers get, get flared, you know, that... You have issues with different refs, and if you carry that game to game to game, then that that might create more technicals or more arguing or whatever. I I don't know, but I think it would help from a basketball standpoint. Just the players on the court know what's going to happen game to game. Yeah, 
Well, and here's this for me. I mean, you're a referee. You're getting paid a ton of money. Yeah. And most of these referees out here have refed, what, 500 games? Maybe more? Whoa, more than that. Yeah. yeah. These guys These guys are supposed to be the best of the best. I mean, yeah, you will see unusual, you will see unusual stuff years. from time to time. But the majority of it, I view as routine calls. Yeah. And they're either missing them or they're messing them up. Well, they miss them routinely. Yeah. So there's that. But, yeah, I mean, I the one thing I will say about it is I think they've been equally bad to both sides. I've seen ridiculous calls on on everybody, both teams. And so and so while while it's impacting the game negatively, I don't know that it's negatively impacting the outcome of the game. I, I, it's ridiculous that it's bad, but I don't think the Celtics have lost the game or the Lakers have won a game because of the refs. And here's the other thing. If they're going to be calling like that, don't foul or don't look like you're fouling. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to yeah. say, but good players, good players play through foul trouble, and if they get there, they're smart enough to to stay away from fouling. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dot Rivers was saying that Paul Pierce was taken out of the game by the foul trouble. Well, if he wouldn't have committed the fouls, or I mean, because not all of them were bad calls. Yeah. Of of his. Uh, game three of his five fouls that he got, yeah. I thought four of them were reasonable. Yeah, I mean, maybe not great calls, but he's at the spot, he's in the area, yeah. whatever. And, you know, Paul Pierce took himself out of the game. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. You know? I don't think you can blame that on the refs. Um, but what do you think What do you think we see in game five? you think the Celtics win or you no, think the Lakers win? I think the Lakers win. I, I think the Lakers will win that game. And I think they'll close out in LA in Game Six. In Game Six, yeah. Hmm. Um, I just think, I honestly, think it's probably going to come down to Phil Jackson. I don't. Now I'm not knocking Doc Rivers. I don't think he's going to rest on his laurels or anything like that. But Phil Jackson's going to come up gunning. Yeah, I mean... It is going to be a lot tougher, because I don't think Bynum's going to play a huge part. Yeah, and... They'll make adjustments. I mean, that's what you do in playoff series, and Jackson's been in more of them than any other coach in the league right now. Yep. And when you lose a game, you come back, you make adjustments. The onus is on you to make those adjustments. And most of the time, in a pretty evenly matched series, which is what we have now, team wins... And the team comes, the other team, the losing team, comes back the next game and and usually wins. Yeah, so I think I think that's what we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go seven. I can see it going six, but the Celtics are a good road team. They've obviously won in L.A. and I just wouldn't be surprised if they won game six. They, game six. They've got a lot of heart. They want it. Obviously, I mean, at this point, everybody wants it. So that's kind of a ridiculous argument. But they're gonna come out gunning, and I do think something that could come into play. I don't think it will because of the, what I consider shambolic refereeing. Okay. But the Celtics players lack of discipline. You've got three guys on their team who are monstrous liabilities out there on the, out there on the court. Perk, Seed, and Baby. Baby. I think, dude, some of his celebrations tonight were completely over the top. <laughs> Nate, Nate, too. For I, mean, I mean, if Nate's going to get called for taunting um, Lamar Odom on that, 
Yeah. Then Baby could have easily been called for his drooling at the mouth 30-second tirade that he went on. Well, the difference, though, is Nate got up in Odin's face after the foul. Still, but, man. I mean, you've got Sheed running around like a crazy person. I, I think he has six uh, techs, too. Yeah. Now. So if he or Perk gets another tech, um, they got to sit a game. And at this point, we're running out of games, so it's turning into a big deal. Yeah. Um, I just th- I also think um, the Celtics' lack of discipline um, is magnified by the, the Lakers' discipline. You don't see many guys on the Lakers team doing that. Outside of Ron, Ron Artest. Artest. But we haven't seen Ron Artest do that that much. That's true. He's been fairly quiet. I think, yeah, you can call it discipline. I think you could call it emotion. Which I think they play with more visible emotion than maybe any other team in the league. And there's there's drawbacks to that, and there's positives from that. The positives are you come out with a lot of heart. You don't get down when you're you're down two games to one. You know you can bounce back. You know, and I guess that's a form of discipline. But um, obviously the the downside to it is the technical fouls and the. Sometimes the emotion gets the best of you. Yeah. Um, they visibly show that more than the Lakers. I think it'd be ridiculous to say that Kobe doesn't show that same kind of emotion. What he doesn't do is run around the court like no. she did tonight. Yeah. Or slobber like Big Baby. Yeah. Did Baby slobber stuff? Yeah, he did slobber. No, not babe, Big Baby, but like babies. Oh, do Baby really slobber. Yeah, about baby, babies. Yeah, Baby slobber. Okay. Yeah, Definitely. You have to wipe their mouth. Yeah. Okay. Like Lou. Just like just like Lou, Bassett Lou is Seth's Basset Hound, and he slobbers. It. I would say if he gets a drink of water ten times, I have to wipe his mouth eight times. Seth has a towel. Clutch has a towel. I'm just gonna call you Seth tonight. That's that's fine. Um, Seth has a towel that he he dries Lou off with. He just makes a mess, man. He does, bud. <laughs> That's not much more to it than that. All right, conference realignment, NCAA. Before we talk about the conference realignment, I think we should briefly mention, because I think this plays a role in some of the conference realignment stuff, USC just got a monstrous band slapped on them. How does that play a role in conference realignment? Well, I think the Pac-10 is going to be more aggressive than they were. Okay. Why? I mean, that's a minor, it's not a minor thing, but in five years, does it play that big of a role? I mean, in five years, yeah, but in, I mean, if, if you don't go for it now, in five years, you could be left in the dust, you know what I mean? I know, but they'd be left in the dust whether USC... Do I, do I think because USC got the ban laid on them, the Pac-10 goes even harder at Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I don't think... Let's I, be, think let's be, here's, I think they're going hard at him either way. I mean, I think so too, but with, let's say, Texas and Oklahoma don't go to the Pac-10 and uh, USC has this band slapped on them, does USC have a single national title contender? No. Absolutely. I, mean, absolutely. I don't think so. I mean, this year was the first year SC didn't win the Pac-10 title and Eight years, seven years, yeah, something like that. So, 
No, I mean, I don't think they do. But I think they I think they know that going in. Also, Lane Kiffin's going to run that program into the ground. You think so? I mean, I say that in jest a little bit, but... I think they'll do an all right job. I don't know. Who will recruit? Can he coach? I don't think anybody knows. I, th- I think he'll be able to recruit, and then from there... And this is about recruiting. Yeah. Recruiting. <laughs> um, Alright, so what we're looking at with this conference realignment is... Alright, rundown. Rundown. Colorado left today. Yes. For the Pac-10. And reports... Now it. the Pac-11. Yeah. And know. reports have it. Nebraska is, is leaving for the Big Ten. Yeah. So what you essentially have is the Big 12 getting gutted and their teams, their top eight teams or so being dispersed yeah. elsewhere. I think there's two, there's two, maybe three major questions. One is, is the Big Ten happy now? Will they try to grab anybody else? Because you need 12 teams per NCAA rules to have a conference championship. And they have 12 now. Mm-hmm. Because Penn State is the the silent eleven. Yeah. Um. So they could sit. They could rest here. They could sit still if they want to. And if they do, um, then you'll see Notre Dame probably staying put. Um, and and I think maybe the whole northeast slash east coast side of the country stays stays pretty similar to what it is now. But the second question is. I mean, Colorado left, Nebraska left. If the big if the Big Twelve is broken up, do all those Texas schools, or not all of them, I guess, minus Baylor and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, do they do they join the Pac-10? Because I mean, I think it's a realistic possibility. Because what is your other option? Yeah, grab I, two schools and bring them to the Big Twelve. Because who's going to come to the Big Twelve right now? Yeah, that's a legitimate legitimate yeah. school. And then the third question is, does Texas A&M forego going to the Pac-10 and come to the SEC? Because if they do, then the SEC is going to have to grab somebody else. Probably, in my opinion, Virginia Tech. They'll go for it. And if they do that, then that's, that's starting to create a, a whirlwind. Yeah, a seismic shift. Yeah. Um, oh... I think Texas A&M will probably end up going with Texas out of the back. I think so too. I think there's a lot of pressure on them to stay with Texas and Texas Tech. Yeah. And kind of keep the state together, if you will. Um, but I don't think it would be ridiculous for them to come to SEC. No. I mean, there's a ton of schools in Texas right now anyway. Yeah. Granted, Texas A&M is a very large university and I'm sure it has a lot of faithful fans, but um, you know, I think would they be would they profit more from going to the Pac-10 or coming to the SEC? I I don't know. You've got the SEC already has a great television contract. Mm-hmm. They've already got national exposure. You know, Texas A&M can tell those Texas kids whoever they're recruiting. You're going to play in the SEC, which right now, we don't know what will happen eventually. It's the, the best football conference yeah. in the country. Um, so, I mean, and it would be something different to offer. 
And I, I don't know. I don't know that they would benefit more, but they might get more money, particularly if the Pac-10 is splitting their money between 16 schools yeah. and if the SEC just goes to 14, you know. Um, and and I think they would fit in the SEC pretty yeah. well. You put them in the West. If you grab Virginia Tech, if you grab Clemson, whoever you grab, you just throw them. In, you throw Texas A&M in the West and the other team in the East, and you're okay. Um, I think I say Virginia Tech. I say them grabbing grabbing Virginia Tech because they're kind of expanding outside the region a little bit. Yeah, and that's what this is all about—to grab more, grab more viewers, more television viewers. Yep. Um, and it's all about football. And you can be jaded about that if you want to, but it's all about football because football brings in the money and the other sports don't. Yeah. Outside of a handful, a small collection of college basketball programs and probably just Connecticut and Tennessee women's basketball programs, basically all other sports for for every university loses money. Wait, what you mean to tell me is that the UAB Blazer basketball team doesn't bring in money? Um, that's absurd to me. I I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> Mike Davis is not doing his job, huh? Man, I have complete faith in Mike Davis too. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing the money in terms of from the NCAA from the basketball tournament, but I mean, every team is bringing that in. So, yeah, it's all about the money. I'm I'm not gonna harp on that, but it's all about the college football. Yeah, because you're seeing names like. I mean, Kansas conceivably could not have a conference. Yeah. They have to join some ridiculous conference, and Kansas has one of the best basketball programs in the country. Nobody's trying to grab North Carolina or Duke right now. You know? I, I think it's a little early to to really be discussing it. Um, I mean, the Pac-10, it looks like they've, they've got what they want. You know, they're going to get all that sorted out in the next week or so. Um but the whole the whole eastern side, especially the southeast and pretty much the whole east coast, remains untouched for now. For now, but yeah. But here's one thing: I think the two dominoes in the Big Twelve have fallen. Yeah. And I think something big is gonna happen there. And if something big happens there, the Big Ten's getting bigger and stronger and better. The Pac-10 is getting bigger and stronger and better. The SEC, at least, is. I don't think they sit still. No, I don't either. And they and they shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. You I need mean, to be you need to be proactive in, in a situation. Yeah, like and this. they have been. I mean, they're the they're the conference that's showing the other conferences, you know, what to do. Except yeah. for maybe you can say that the Big Ten Network is leading the way with their own with their own um, television channel, which SEC thought about doing, but they they used that leverage to get that huge contract. That yeah, and so I mean. You know, I think I think the Big Ten holds a lot of sway right now because they've got that network, and uh, I think we're going to see a much larger Pac-10. Oh yeah, I think that's and, a definite, and we'll see what happens after yeah. that. All right, so moving on, um, the contest. But well, yeah, the contest. All right, so last week <clears throat> I gave Dr. Bob a contest. He had to name what did we set the over under at six and a half. Yeah, he had to name over six, so seven, of the twenty-three U.S. national team players that made it to South Africa in under thirty seconds. You tell me, there's not half people out there. Yeah, there's no half people out there. Okay. Um. Anyway, so he ended up getting eight total. Yes, which, I did. Um, I, I'm obliterated. Yeah. 
which means he he won last week's, and that means this week it's my turn. Okay. All right, so I consider myself the basketball guy. Clutch is the, the football fan, and um, uh, so I'm gonna ask him. He asked me a question about the World Cup last week, or <laughs> pertaining to football, and so. I'm going to ask him a, a question pertaining to basketball this week. But, question steps outside of sports a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right, here's where I'm going with this. Um, it's the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. Mm-hmm. The Lakers at home, Jack Nicholson's courtside. Right. Okay. Every game. Okay. Turn the team on. I want to know if you, Clutch, can name. Right, I want to see how many how many movies that you can name that Nicholson's been in. And 30 seconds. Okay. It's the time you gave me last week. Okay. And I'm setting setting the over-under again at six and a half. Okay. <clears throat> Do you have any questions before we start? I've got the timer ready to go. Any questions? I don't. Okay. All right. On the count of three, you go. One, two, three. Okay. As good as it gets. Okay. Batman. Um, anger management, The Shining, The Bucket List. Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now. That's five. I know, I know. Alright, you got, you got 15 seconds right now. Okay, um. You need two more to win. Oh man, I'm struggling right now, I'm struggling. I have one on the tip of my tongue. You I'm out, I'm, I'm done. I'm He's gone. not clutch this week, he said. That's 30 seconds. Alright, you got five. I, I feel like that was relatively. It was in your wheelhouse. You yeah. Got it. Yeah, I, I definitely could have gotten it. Okay, let me tell you the ones that I thought you had. Um, just looking at his IMDb. We're not using Wikipedia this week. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, recent. Recently, we have the bucket list. I got that. The Departed. The Departed. Solid movie. Gotta keep, gotta keep it clean Ch- for Check iTunes. that one out, punk, podcast listeners. Oh, man. Uh, anger Management, I thought you had that. That's three. As good as it gets, I thought you had that one. Um, a Few Good Men. Could have gotten that. That was a, yeah. That's kind of a deep cut, but I still should have gotten that. You think that's a deep cut? Kind of. I mean, it's not a deep cut, but when I think Nicholson, I don't think A Few Good Men. Some people do. I know my dad does. Yeah, but. I, I kind of do. Um, I knew you'd get Batman. Um, I knew you had the shiny. The, I was I was thinking you would get one of one floor of the cuckoo's nest or Chinatown. I should have gotten one floor of the cuckoo's nest. I've never seen it, but I should have gotten it. Yeah. So. Well, that's tough. That is tough. Um, I will say this. Um, I'm not a huge Jack Nicholson fan. Well, that's neither here nor there. So. Well, it, it is neither here nor there, but um. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. All right, I think you should just stop right now. You get, you're no, going to look weak on the podcast. I'm not. I'm just saying. He's not. He, I kind of put him in the same boat for me as Samuel Jackson. Just actors I don't like. Okay. Which has no bearing on the contest. I'm just stating the fact. I don't really like Jack Nicholson. What's the matter with Samuel L. Jackson? One-dimensional. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> one-dimensional. At this point in his career, Jack Nicholson is too. A little bit. And maybe you could say all of his career. I wouldn't say all of his career, no. But he's definitely typecast right now. Yeah, probably. I and think that, that definitely has to do with his age. Yeah. He's old. 
I would like to think that that typecast Jack Nicholson role, though, is how he is in real life. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely how he is in real life. You think so? Alright, so, uh... Well, hold on. Alright, so... So, Seth Clutch... We'll call him Clutch for right now, because this is important. Um, Clutch lost, so if you... If you email Clutch Daddy Lost saying, hey, Clutch Lost at sethbyram at gmail.com. Yes. S-E-T-H-B-Y-R-A-M dot com. Um, I will buy you drink at Speakeasy on Wednesday night. The, uh, the winner, the winner last week, well, I won last week. Yeah. You were the real winner. I was the real winner last week. Um, but the first to email Clutch was, uh, our friend John Jansen. And he did score a free drink, and so did I. I had Speakeasy last week. And tip. And tip. Um, um, there's a picture we're going to post that on the on the, the blog. Yeah, what what did you get a drink? I had rum and coke. Okay, yeah. I know I bought myself a drink, too. Yeah. Might as well. We had, we had, we had all drink together. Yeah, I got a uh, gin and Sprite. Okay. And then, what did he get? He got had a rum and Sprite. He did have a rum and Sprite, yeah. Yeah. All right, cheers to you, John Jansen. Yep. Um, uh, all right, so the, run, the running bet? Yeah, now we're on to the running bet. Uh, running bet, last week it was for game one or game two? Game two. Yeah, game two. Okay. Um, we set the over-under. For total points scored. In the Celtics-Lakers game yeah. at 190 and a half. And yeah. the the game went over. It did go over. The last I two, took, the last two would have been under. Yeah, I took the over. Uh, Doctor Bob took the under, and I won that one. Yeah, so that's the Seth one. Doctor Bob none, right now. Yeah, and this one, I mean, not to knock the individual contest thing, but I take this one more seriously. Okay. Because why is that? Because I do not want to have to do a Chelsea chant on the show. Okay. There's that. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, you hate, you hate him that much? Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I picked a good, a good penalty. Is that what we'll call it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this week, I'm gonna let them know what it is. Yeah. This week, uh, we've got a bet going for the USA England game, but it's not what you're thinking. Saturday at 12:30. Saturday coverage starts at 12:30 Central on ABC. The game will actually kick closer to about 1:30. Um. Anyway, the wager, I mean, the bet is uh, celebrity sightings on the ABC feed yeah. at the game. All right, you want to tell them our parameters for what a celebrity is? We, we discussed this in depth. Yeah, cannot be a politician. So Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, I don't think either of those would be at the game anyway. But people like that do not count. Okay, and people within the, the football industry. Yeah, so Michelle Platini, Seb Blatter, none of those guys count. But they have to be like real celebrities. Like Shakira will count. Bono will count. Uh, John Travolta will count. I expect to see him there. Okay, and we need headshots. Yeah. Not yeah. name drops. Yeah. Um, over under set at. Six and a half. Mm, it was four and a half. <laughs> Running through the nuts. Yeah, it's four and a half. Alright, and, and, you, and you took the under and I took the over. Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half. Alright, so if you're taking over, who do you think will be there? I know John Travolta will be there. You got anybody else for me? 
some one of those um people people doing the concert. Okay. I'm He's doing the concert. John Legend's there. Black Eyed Peas are there. Shakira. There's one other really big name. I can't Alicia think of Keys. Keys. Alicia Keys. I expect to see a handful of them there. Okay. Also, these celebrities do not need to be American celebrities. No, they don't have to be. Just celebrities. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How, how big is the stadium? The stadium, I believe, is around seventy thousand capacity. Okay. What What town is it in? Because I Ru- not it's not. No, it's not. It's not Joburg. It's uh, Rustenburg. Okay. I think it's about the. Th- it's, we need a stat boy for this, but I think it's about the third or fourth biggest stadium out there. How so, big is the big stadium? What's it called? Uh, Soccer City Soccer in Joburg. Um, I think it's about eighty, eighty-five. Okay. Yeah. Um, all of these stadiums, by the way, are world class. How much money did they spend? Close. This is a ballpark, but I've heard like fifty-four bill. Whew. That could have gone up, could have gone down. I imagine it went up, just because when push comes to shove, Thanks. usually budgets get enlarged. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the bet for this week. Expenditures get enlarged. Yeah. Um, I'm in econ class right now. We gotta we'll use the proper terms. Yeah, pull out some of that vocab. Okay. Uh, anyway, so stemming off from that, World Cup preview. Well, yeah. tell us about U- USA v England first. Okay. Before we go to that, I want to mention this Saturday again. Um, coverage starts at twelve thirty Central, ABC, USA England. I am going to be hosting a little party over here at my place, Highland Studios, at the Highland Studios. Uh, if you want to come, just give me a shout. We'd be glad to have you. Um, thinking about having it catered, which is a big deal. Yeah. Thinking about going up to Tzatziki's, maybe getting some of that that Friday pasta, Friday special. I I want to plug Tzatziki's right here. Okay. That Friday special is it's not only on Friday. It also happens Sunday and Saturday, yeah. or Saturday and Sunday if you want to be chronological about it. And check it out. It's tasty. What is it's it? Real it's real uh, good. It's penne, penne, chicken, chicken over salad, over salad. With a kind of a Italian vinaigrette, things got some feta cheese in there. Got some, it's got some fresh basil. Yeah, I mean it's real tasty. Yeah. Um. Anyway. All right. So USA England. Hold on. How much is it? Do we know? Um. Eight bucks. Yeah, eight bucks. But it's a ton of food. It is. Yeah. Half the time, I I get Friday pasta at least every other weekend. You know, maybe two thirds of my weekends, and half the time I have to take it home. I feel like a real woman. No offense to all you lady listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of you out there. <laughs> anyway, so before we get to the USA-England game, I do want to do a short spotlight on the games that are happening tomorrow, Friday, opening day. Okay. All right. Eight, eight hours from now? Eight hours from now. The second game that's going on is Uruguay-France. That's probably going to be the most entertaining match, just because both teams are... They do have some very good players on their team. France has um, Thierry Henry, which I've heard my sources tell me he's going to be starting the game on the bench. All-time leading French scorer, going to be starting the game on the bench. Okay. Didn't see a lot of time with Barcelona this year, so I can see Barca? that happening. Yeah, with Barca. Um, I, tell me this. Zinedine Zidane, mm-hmm. is he going to headbutt anybody this tournament? He will not because he he's not there, right? Yeah, he won't be playing. Hey, uh, I'm going to miss him. Yeah, I assume he'll he he'll probably make an appearance. He's been in a bunch of Adidas ads and stuff. He'll be there. How old is he right now? <sighs> Late thirties. You like my random questions? Yeah, thirty six, thirty seven, something like that. Okay. 
old for soccer players. Yes. Football players. I mean, excuse me, podcast players. You're right. Um, I mean, some people play at that age. Ryan Giggs still plays at that age, and he's world class. Um, anyway, they're playing Uruguay, and Uruguay has two players that you need to keep your eye on. Diego Forlan and uh, Luis Suarez, who plays for Ajax. He's a young guy. Both of them are going to be strikers. I look for, just in the group phase, just in their three group games, I look for those two strikers to combine for about four or five goals. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, for them. Yeah. So that'll be a really good game. But the one the one to watch on Friday is the opening game, uh, South Africa versus Mexico. They're gonna, there's going to be around 78,000 screaming South Africans in the, in the stadium with their Vuvuzelas making just the most annoying noise possible. Um, and from what I read today, the South African fans are just going to be going crazy. The, okay. the whole the whole country is just hyped. All right, another question. Vuvuzela? Vuvuzela. What, what does... What is it like? What does it look like? Okay. Is it like one of those things you blow on your little kid that... Like a kazoo? A kazoo. Is it nah, like a kazoo? It's, it's about 15 times the size of a kazoo. Oh. It's a, it's a, it looks a lot like a... Um, trumpet? Kinda. I was going to say a... Trombone? I was going to say a beer funnel. Okay. <laughs> I like that better. The, the shaft of it's a little bit thicker. Could it be used as a beer funnel? Probably. I don't see why not. But yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, the actual funnel part of it is a little bit smaller. But yeah, generally that's what it looks like. Um, Would you funnel a beer out of a vuvuzela? Yeah, no questions asked. We should get one for the party. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they're like ten cents. Okay. Um, if you buy them from South Africa, we're yeah. in America. They're probably like a dollar here. Okay. Are it's they just, plastic? Yeah, they're just plastic. Okay. Um. Anyway. I don't think South Africa will win that game. I hope they do, because I don't really like the Mexican team. They're a big rival with the U.S. team. But the consensus is nobody knows if Nelson Mandela is going to make an appearance at that game solely because of security issues. But the consensus is if he shows his face at that game, South Africa wins that game. What if Morgan Freeman shows up instead? Probably not. Okay. Outside chance. Morgan Freeman partnered with Matt Damon? Maybe. With Clint Eastwood? Probably not. Clint Eastwood probably wouldn't put him up the top. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's... Amateur film. Yeah, I'm going to be waking up in probably about eight hours to watch that game. Okay. Anyway, the big one. USA, England, Saturday, 1230 Central, ABC. Um... A lot of people think it's the U.S.'s biggest game in this tournament. As far as media goes, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of story behind it. 1950 World Cup. Um, Miracle on Grass is what they call it. Um, also, it really? yeah. Was that phrase coined after the Miracle on Ice? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, also, we did fight the Revolutionary War against England. We've been over this. Yeah, that should be noted again. Just for anybody who doesn't know that. Uh, but Clutch does like to bring that one up. Yeah, um, that, that's something that gets lost in translation a lot. Surprisingly. Yeah, we're supposed to hate them. Yeah. the British, the English. Anyway, so a lot of people are saying a good result for the U.S. in this game is a tie. If you if you gave me a tie right now, yeah, I would take it. But do I want to win this game? Absolutely. I think we are capable of winning this game. 
I'll give you three points why I think we're capable. Alright. One is it's a it's a tandem point. We do have speedy forwards. We do have speedy forwards, and they have slow center backs. Also, their center back pairing has never played together, which is a big deal. Even in um, yeah, like warm up games, no. exhibition game friendlies. No. Wow. Um, why is that? Well, because their captain Rio Ferdinand, who was the one of the first choice center backs, just got hurt. Okay. Like, Less than a week ago. Um, actually, I think the center back pairing played once together against a club team in South Africa a couple days ago called Platinum Stars. But I think my club team, Norwood Clinic, could hang with Platinum Stars. I'm dead serious. Okay. So there's that. I don't believe that, by the way. Um, I mean, we wouldn't get beat by 10 goals. Alright, move on. Anyway, <laughs> so. You know I think that's ridiculous. I do, I'm dead serious. I don't think we'd get beat by 10 goals. Hey, you told me last night, speakeasy, that I could make Norwood. Yeah, on the 23-man roster. I didn't say you'd be starting against Platinum Stars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> would you? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay, so anyway... <laughs> email clutch about that one. Yeah. So anyway, um, their center backs are weak. Our forwards are speedy, especially if we start with Robbie Finley. Robbie Finley's not the best finisher on the planet, far from it, but he will give those two center backs, John Terry and Ledley King, absolute fits. Point two. Point two, Lennon Donovan. He's not the best player on the field. Wayne Rooney's the best player on the field. And people would argue Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, because they play at such a high level, but Lennon Donovan is going to be the best winger on the field. He's better than Clint Dempsey. He's better than Aaron Lennon. He's better than Joe Cole. I honestly think he's going to start the game running at Ashley Cole. If we switch him to the left, he's going to run riot against Glenn Johnson. And that's not just because Glenn Johnson plays for Liverpool. But anyway, <laughs> uh, point three is Tim Howard. The, a big, the biggest hole in the English squad is their goalkeeper. They've got three goalkeepers who are evenly matched right now. They don't know who's going to start. And Tim Howard is, for me, a top ten goalkeeper in the world. I can only probably name right now five goalkeepers that are better than him. I won't do it for time's sake. What's his club team? Everton. Okay. Same club team that Lyndon Ottoman spent a three-month loan spell at, at uh, the start of 2010 and excelled. So you got some potential chemistry, brewing. Yeah, definitely. We've got chemistry. We've got a lot more chemistry on the pitch than people think we do. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna also do a short spotlight on the uh, other game in our group because it needs to be mentioned: Slovenia and Algeria. Yeah. We happen to have other people in our group other than England. Yeah. That gets lost in translation a lot too. Anyway, so Slovenia is this, as far as population of the country. They're the smallest team in the tournament. Okay. But two million people live in Slovenia. They're surprisingly good. They slayed the giant that is Russia in the playoff match to get in this. So they're no joke. We should not take them lightly. That is our most important game, the game against Slovenia on June 18th. Mm -hmm. If we win that game, we've got a real good shot of making making the knockout round. The other team, Algeria, honestly is within the three weakest teams in the tournament. They're tactically not very sound. They've got decent athletes on the field, but they've had some injuries. Um... They snuck past Egypt in the playoff game by sheer will because that's one of the biggest rivalries in the world. There's political undertones in that game. Um, 
So that that game actually won't be a bad game to watch because both teams aren't great. Slovenia plays more of a balanced style, whereas Algeria plays more of an attacking style. So, I mean, if, if you've got some time on your hands on Sunday, watch that game. Algeria, for those of you out there who don't know, is in Northern Africa. Northern Africa. Time that out tonight. Yep. Um, actually, Zinedine Zidane, who we mentioned earlier, yeah. is from Algeria. A lot, wow. of people, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah. So is you, um, uh, what's his name? Summer Nasri, who plays for the uh, French national team and for Arsenal. All right, so anyway, the last thing we're going to cover on the World Cup is the ball. All right. Okay, um, every year Adidas comes out with a new ball for the World Cup. This year they came out with a ball they called, uh, I think it's Jabulani. Um, it's, a, it's a really light ball. Especially because the games are going to be played out at altitude in South Africa, this ball's going to take off. There's been a bunch of people whining about it, saying, uh, this ball's too unorthodox. But it's going to make for a good tournament because when you hit it, I played with it. When you hit it, it knuckles, and goal, it's going to fool a lot of goalkeepers. How much did that drop you? How expensive was it? The ball? Yeah. I, well, I didn't buy it. A team we played in the Norwood season had it, but it runs about one twenty, one thirty. But I mean, it's a class ball. I liked it. What color is it? It's mainly white. It's got some yellow and some black on it. Maybe a little couple. Is that the World Cup logo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that enough football? I think so. I think we're ready to get into it tomorrow. Okay. I know I am. Biggest biggest day of your life comes this weekend. Yep. So. Saturday. No okay. questions about it. All right. You got a. Uh, you do you have any? Things to throw out there. Any, any shout-outs, any spotlights? Yeah. I would like to mention uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Chicago Blackhawks did take it down last night. I'm going to throw a shout-out to my boy, uh, Carl Wachinski. I know his aunt and uncle are huge Blackhawks fans. They're season ticket holders. I just want to say congratulations. Okay. They won six games in Philly on the road the other night. Yep. And uh, their first title in close to 50 years? Yeah. 49, something 40, like that? 44, 49, something like that, yeah. You? You got any? Congratulations, Blackhawks. Um, yeah, I'd like to touch on the Oils, though. Okay. I don't want to get into politics here. I don't want to discuss the government's role in it, except for to say they've got some type of cap on it, which is good, I guess, but... I I don't know how mad I am about it because I'm over overwhelmed with like sadness yeah. about it. It um not and, and I mean all the animals and all that stuff, yeah. But just like what that means to the economies specifically Louisiana, but you know tourism and in, in our home state of Alabama, Florida, and uh yeah, a big it's pretty sad. Yep. It's been going on for a while now. It's not like we need to yeah we need to really hit on it, I guess, but. I don't know. I guess when it when it started washing up on those beaches, it really hit home. Yep. So it's a it's a sad summer, but and I honestly look for as far as that goes, a couple more sad summers. Well, which hurts. We'll make it. Yeah. Anyway, last uh, it's not a shout out. It's a spotlight. Uh, you're in Vandersloot. Um, for those of you in the Birmingham area, you would know of you're in Vandersloot through the. Natalie Holloway stuff. Um, a lot of people consider him responsible for that. 
However, he did just uh, admit to murdering a young girl in Peru, and it has just came out that the United States government essentially funded that trip to Peru. The FBI sent him money trying to get him on extortion charges and stuff like that, and um, he used the money that we sent him to take the trip to Peru and in turn kill the girl, which is a sad, sad day. Yeah, you never like to see that. Obviously not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would like to fault the FBI, but I mean, Jorn Van Sloot's a, a madman. I mean, if you're caught up in two international homicide cases, you know, you, you got something going there. But the FBI, I mean, this situation could have been avoided, I think. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah, it's it's a wild situation, for sure. I think we've hit on two downers. We should hit, hit, on, hit on something. You know, something that'll bring our bring our crowd some joy. Yeah, bring the morale back up. And that, that... Which we speak of is is our drink of the week. Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna start doing this. I think fairly often. Yeah, and we're specifically right now for the uh, the upcoming fourth season of Mad Men, which begins July twenty fifth. It's uh, on AMC for those of you who haven't checked it out. It's one of my favorite shows. I, I would place it firmly within my top two of cable slash broadcast shows. Yeah, that was it's always sunny. Um. We won't give you a rundown here. Go check it out. It's worth it. You don't, you know, check it out. You don't need a rundown. Yeah. But they basically they do sit around and drink. Yeah, they at sit work. Ar- they sit around and drink and, and smoke and smoke cigs constantly. It's all day. Yep. And they have secretaries, and they they live the uh, the American dream. The American dream, which we've seen the faults of the American yeah. dream throughout the show. And we won't get into that. Yeah. But. Irregardless, <laughs> will be a staple. <laughs> okay, we said last week. We know it's not a word, but it's fun to say. Um, my boss did say it the other day. The other day, he meant it. He meant it. Yeah, yeah I like it when people mean it. Um, but anyway, drink of the week. I uh, we we feel like on Mad Men, one of their favorite drinks would be being old fashioned. Now, Clutch, Seth, I call you Clutch here because. This okay, is, I think, this is, I think this you is standard to, operating okay. procedure. Um, um, you did have an old-fashioned not too long ago. Yeah, I actually had a, uh, a regular old-fashioned with, with Jim Beam, and I had um, an old-fashioned with uh, Canadian Club, okay. which is one of my favorite favorite spirits. Um, it was down at Rojo, right down here on Highland Avenue. I had one down there, too, actually. Yeah. Um, de- decent place. I'm not going to plug it too much because... New World Clinic does play a Rojo team sponsored by them in our fall and spring season. So, anyway, but anyway, the old. <laughs> he yeah. just, Clutch just made a, uh, a vulgar gesture. A, yeah, we won't get into it. Yeah, I'm glad you can't see us right now. Yeah, but anyway, so an old fashioned um, made primarily with bourbon whiskey, supposed to be served uh, on the rocks, poured over ice. In that, like a tumbler style glass? Yeah, tumbler um, style glass. It's specifically called an old fashioned glass. Because uh, it's called old fashioned because it's the the first cocktail ever deemed a cocktail. Yeah. It's the original cocktail. The original. Alright, so a couple of the garnishes that are used you got your orange slice, maybe a little lemon twist. And some cherries, right? Two maraschino cherries, yeah. Okay. Um, Sugar? Yeah, you. Well, not necessarily sugar, but. 
indirectly, yeah, simple syrup. I prefer mine with a sugar cube. Okay, I prefer mine with simple syrup. <laughs> I've never had one with a sugar cube. Um, I would enjoy it, I'm sure. Anyway, so you're supposed to use, um, what, four four parts? Or is that four? <laughs> I think it's four four ounces, so about two shots of bourbon, scotch, or rye. Whichever you want, you know, whatever your taste is. Then some simple syrup or a sugar cube. Two dashes bitters. Also a little splash of soda water. I will say this, it's not the best tasting cocktail I've ever had. But it does give you a, a, a sense of a different time. Yeah. I mean, I mean let's be honest. I don't you feel know, classy when you drink I don't know that many men, and this is a men's issue, that drink because it tastes good. Yeah. Drink a, drink a Cosmopolitan if you want to yeah. have something that... Or a Seabreeze. I mean, I'll be honest. I enjoy good tasting drinks. I do not. I, I feel that um, anything a man drinks should taste like alcohol. I mean, should taste like gasoline. And okay. if it doesn't, you shouldn't drink it. Okay. Well, we differ. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Muddle those... Muddle the syrup. Or the the sugar if you don't use syrup. Yeah. And the the bitters. It's not a bad idea to drop uh, some ice in there and then. It's not a bad idea to muddle, muddle the cherry either to get some of that flavor going. The cherry does it gives it that um, a little bit of that sweetness. Yeah. A little extra kick. And yeah. It, it takes some of the bite out. And anyway, so um, spotlight for this weekend. What do you what do you got going this weekend? Um, well, I love Pepper Place. It's our local farmers market. Try to hit it up as much as I can. It's mm-hmm. it's working on I think it's third week, third weekend is, yep. uh, this week. Um, but so does Judy Ray, my mother. And this this weekend Saturday, which is when Pepper Place is going on from eight to noon, mm-hmm. um, is her birthday, and so I'm going to Pepper Place for my mom. So. <laughs> nice. After which I'll be at the uh, the the bash. That is the World Cup party. Yeah, over here. Um, Hopefully cater about the Zekis. At Howland Studios. Howland Studios. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to Pepper Place this weekend. Nice. I, um, World Cup, man. I'm going to be glued to that TV. I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably watch each game twice. Are you going to need somebody to come over and take Lou out because you're staring at the TV the whole time? Probably not. I'll have, I'll have enough time at halftime. If you got enough money to get to Zekis to cater, you might have pay somebody to take Lou out. Maybe so. I'd do it for you. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think that's about it, man. We'll um, we'll, we'll keep y'all up to date on on the blog. Yeah. Also, I, I I need to say this: we're up on iTunes. We are up on iTunes. Huge. You can type in Doctor Bob and Clutch, search for us, and we're right there. Subscribe; it's free. Download that. Listen to it. Tell us what you think. We need some comments on the blog, on Facebook, anything. Just leave some comments. Yeah, let us know what you think. We need some feedback. But anyway, um, that's about all we got for this week. Listen, listen well, to it. Read check, the blog. check the blog this week, just because uh, Clutch is going to be having some some nice World Cup posts, yeah. and we still got the finals going on. We'll be hitting that up still. So yeah, but anyway, so leave us some comments. Also, email us about the contest so you can get your free drink. Do it, hi right, man. Later on.